Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Buckle up and settle in for a full hour of automotive mayhem with the real car guy, master technician, Mark Salem, where the only two things we can't fix is a broken heart and the crack of dawn. To talk to Mark, call 602-508-0960. That's 602-508-0960. Now, once again, here's Mark. Welcome back, everybody. Four minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next hour, we're talking about cars and car-related questions and problems. We have one person on the line, and you're welcome to join us, 602-508-0960. To just be good to uh, Chris, we're going to go back to Chris. Chris has two problems. Number one, he only has high speed on his rear blower, his rear air conditioning blower on his caravan. And then up front, he says that he's losing air intermittently, and it seems to him that the front blower is going out. Chris, did I represent that kind of fairly? Yes. Okay. Um, you said for well, the for the you said for the rear, it could be the toggle switch. When I put well, the front see, here, on rear control and it, and it only blows on high with the rear control, would that indicate more of the resistor then? Well, see, here's what happens. One, two, and three speeds, um, the electricity comes from the battery, goes through the, the switch, and goes to the blower motor. And when the blower motor goes bad, it usually eats up the speeds that most people use most of the time, which is one, two, and three. So we see the switch burn out a lot in one, two, or three. Now, when we want high speed, we go from the battery straight to the blower. So okay. we typically don't go through the switch. So if you, ha- and I'm just saying to you, before you go buy a, a resistor for that rear unit, you might want to have somebody check the switch. That's all okay. I'm saying. And as far as the front air is concerned, let me tell you, I had this happen just the other day with the, um, a van I was driving. I had an Astro van, and um, I, you know, I didn't. I turned on the air and nothing happened. So I reached forward and I found cold air coming out of the front, the defrost uh, vents. So when I got home, I opened up the hood and lo and behold, this vacuum line had was just sitting there dangling, and it was a vacuum line that was supposed to go to the canister, and it had come loose. And I think it came loose when I changed the belts on the van, and I think I caused that. So I plugged that back in, and lo and behold, it blows out the center like it should, and it blows cold. And I made the mistake. I did it myself, and I, I, luckily I fixed it. So that's why I'm saying to you, I don't think, I'm guessing now, but I don't think the fan's quitting working. I think you're just stopped feeling it, and I want you to hit the defrost or the floor vents, I think you'll find the van and the air there, and if that's the case, then someone has to track down your vacuum leak. Okay, so, yeah, I, I haven't noticed. It's happened to me and it's happened to my wife, and neither of us have noticed it coming out of anywhere else, the floor or the dash. Yeah, see, but here's here's the thing. Most of my customers say the same thing, but when the technician drives the car, he comes back in and he's smiling. He goes, no, it's coming out of the center. <laughs> 
it's coming out of the defrost or something like that. So all I'm doing is just drawing your attention to that, and I'm saying okay. check that. Now, if you say to me, Mark, it's not coming out of any one of the three, top, middle, or bottom, then yes, we need to go to the blower circuit. But they're unrelated with respect to the blower circuit. You have two separate circuits, one for the front blower, one for the rear blower. Okay. And Alrighty. which one is located right behind the glove box? Um, that's going to be the one for the dash. That's the front one. The, dash. the rear okay. blower is going to either be up high with the air conditioning unit or it'll be down low in one of the sides, and it's going to blow up and out. So I'm not quite okay. sure where the caravan is. But you'll, you'll be able to hear the blower motor in that rear unit. You'll be able to hear it and feel it. So if you touch the, the plastic all around the vents, and it's you can feel a vibration w much more on the driver's side than the passenger side, then the blower yeah, motor's there. Okay. And that's okay. where the resistor right. would be for that one? Yes. Awesome. Thank yes. you. All right. Thank you. Good luck, Chris. Martin, you're up next, Martin. How can I help you? Yeah, uh, Mark, I don't have a question about a repair. I just wanted to call and let you know that last week I had my uh, big 450 diesel into your shop, and it was a great experience. And I just wanted to appreciate, uh, let you know I appreciate, uh, I, I've worked with Alan and did a super job. I just wanted to call in. I don't usually do that, but I figured, you know, more people need to thank people when they do great jobs. And uh, it was just a, it was a major repair, but he got it done quickly and let me know along the way and the options. And it was just, it was nice to be able to trust someone and to have a good job. Was that the M construction truck? No, it was the KRL. I was okay. the big dump, okay. the white the big dump truck. Okay, all right. I, 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 and thank you for saying that. Thank you for, for and I, I will tell Alan because it'll mean a lot. Alan is my son, you know that. Yeah. And mm -hmm. um, Alan branched off into the diesel and the high performance stuff many, many years ago. And mm -hmm. um, admittedly, there's been times where we've made mistakes and learned from them. Um, not too long ago, maybe a year ago, we pulled an engine out of, every time you pull an engine out of a Ford diesel, um, it's about 22 hours of labor. Wow. That's pull it out and put it back in. And we right. made a mistake, and we pulled this engine four times. Oh, my gosh. And, <laughs> and it was all our mistake. I mean, everything about it was us. So we did mm -hmm. it. We got it working. We gave it to the customer. Through the grace of God, the customer understood. And it didn't cost him a, a, a cent more, but but it was our mistake. It's it's we did it. So um, when I I get nervous when Alan takes in these big trucks because we although we have a hoist that will lift up to forty four thousand pounds and mm -hmm. we have all the necessary you know stuff to do it, I, I remind him that sometimes the reward is is paltry compared to the risk. <laughs> yeah, he, well, we had he, some. He knows uh, that. Right, we had broken rods and push rods and stuff. And and, you know, so it wasn't too major, but, I mean, it was major for us. We're a small little business yeah. and, you know, have this old used dump truck that we got four months ago. And uh, so we're new to the diesel, but, uh, no, it, yeah, it was good. And I totally, okay. uh, you know, felt confident in your shop. So I just wanted to give you a shout out and thanks. Thank you. Thank you very much for that. And let me All just right. give you the best advice for that diesel dump truck that you're using is mm -hmm. you want to do the fuel filter at least every other time that you do an oil change and you're probably okay. going to be in the 8 to 10,000 dollar or 10, 8 to 10,000 <laughs> mile range on your oil right. changes <laughs> on your well, oil he, changes. Well, he recommended and, that we do it every 5 
So, I, okay. But you know, and hey, I'll tell you um, why I think he he recommended five is because if the push rods were bent, that means that there's a lot of varnish inside the motor, mm-hmm. and the and and the and the valves stick, and as a result, the push rod is the weakest link. So he may okay. want you to change your oil on a regular basis, at least initially, and until we make sure that we get some of this varnish out of the motor. And I okay. think that may be yeah. what may what he was thinking. But thank you for your attaboy. I'll I'll make sure I let him know that uh, that you called and thank you for doing it. All right, that. you bet. All righty, let's. Uh, who's that, Richard? Okay, Richard, you're up next. How can I help you? Hey, thanks for taking my call. Yeah, so I've got a 2010 Chevy Silverado with 124,000 miles on it. Uh, right at 100,000, I had the transmission oil all the. Uh, oils changed throughout the entire truck. Um, now I'm noticing um, that uh, between second and third, sometimes it hits neutral before shifting uh, when accelerating. Okay. And I'm not really sure if there's something small that I can do myself to maybe see if I can fix that from happening. It's not all the time, um, but it does okay. happen. Let me ask you some questions. Um, sure. Did when they did the transmission fluid, did they do a flush or did they pull the pan and replace the filter? Uh, it was supposed to be a full flush. Okay, okay, good. Um, one of the things that I want you to do is, is I want you to pull the transmission dipstick and read what it says, and it tells you okay. exactly how to check it. It'll say in running, in park, in neutral, hot, blah 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 blah. But it gives you a complete directions. I want to make sure that the transmission fluid level is between the add and the full mark. Okay. Um, if it's not, I want you to add a quart. I don't care that we go past the full mark a little bit, but you're describing something that where the transmission may be a tad low on fluid, and my, okay. my staff has done that before. It's a tad low. It's sucking a little bit of air, and you did say hard acceleration. And so those kind of match. And when you talk about those, if you put an extra quart in there and everything is fine, then we were sucking air, we were on that critical level of fluid level, and now you're fine, and we're done. But one of the things I would do is I would take it back to the shop and just simply tell them this is, it, well, let me ask you, is this something they gave you? No, this is something I paid for a full service on the truck. No, no, no. No, is this, oh. pr- is this problem something they gave you? Um, I, you know, it's hard to tell, um, pretty much ever since I bought that truck, it's been a very clunky transmission. Um, definitely okay. the high rev, um, is something that I'm noticing more. Um, but you know, it's been almost 20,000 miles since I had it done now. So <laughs> could it be, okay. you know, right. it's not like you did it right after they, they got done touching the truck. All right. Well, maybe maybe you go back in in a nice way. Just say, you know, I, I've got this little slipping on the tall end of second gear, and I was wondering if I could inconvenience you and just have you. The truck is warm, and, and the dipstick says to check it warm, but could you bring it right up to the full mark for me, please? Could you do that? I want to tell you something. If somebody did that to us, we'd bend over backwards for them. So I, uh-huh. I don't think you, you're going to hurt anything. I think they're going to jump. And I think they're going to appreciate uh, how you presented that, and that's how I would do it. 
All righty. Thank you, Richard. Good luck to you. Thank you very much. This portion of Under the Hood is brought to you by Quality Transmission. Ironically enough, we just talked about a couple of transmission problems. But I can tell you that Quality, which is on McClintock north of University, just south of the 202 on McClintock, Quality will drive your car for free. They'll talk to you for free. And I've seen them take 30 and 45 minutes with a customer. They, they want to talk specific to symptoms, and then they're going to ask you, can we drive your car, and will you show me what it's doing? I want to sit in the passenger side. Then they're going to turn around and say, can I drive it and see if I can make it happen? Then they're probably going to manually shift the thing, and so they're going to pull it into first gear, and then they're going to go in, and then they're going to go with the shifter up to second, and then with the shifter up to third, and and they're going to drive it, and that means something to them. They're also going to watch the speedometer and the tachometer, and they're going to determine whether hard acceleration makes it worse or better, or light acceleration makes it work or better. That's what a transmission guy does, and Quality will do that for you for free. Again, they're on McClintock North of University in Tempe. When we come back, we'll take your call, 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Gil, I think the lines are wide open, yes? Oh, got a few calls, but he says we've got open lines available. So, 602-508-0960. My name is Mark Salem. We'll be back right after this. When the smartest audience in talk radio turns 960 The Patriot on every day, good things happen. Listeners are informed and entertained. Not only that, the economy is stimulated by the advertisers who use this radio station to reach our great listeners. If you run a business, please consider advertising it to people who share your same values and principles. The Patriot Listener. Visit 960thepatriot.com or call Heath Garluzzo at 602-955-9600 today. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASC certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a precursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. You need a plan as you get closer to retirement. A plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot. Okay, Simon, what are you wearing right now? Nothing. That's right. 
And what do people normally wear? Clothes. Exactly. So now mommy's going to teach you how to dress yourself. Clothes keep us warm, they look good, and if we go out without them, the neighbors will talk. So it's important to know how to get dressed. Here's how it's done. Underwear always comes first, name tag at the back, then pants, then shirt. Get the first button in the right hole or you have to start all over. If you're wearing a tie, it goes over, round, round, through, and pull tight. Tuck your shirt into your pants and zip up your flap. Socks going first, then shoes right on right, left on left. With shoelaces, just take the ends, cross them over, switch the loops. The rabbit goes down the hole, pull tight, and you left with bunny ears. I love bunnies. Good to know. Now remember, spots don't go with stripes, socks don't go with sandals, and if you've tucked in your shirt, wear a belt. Got it? Why are your pants on your head? Most parenting is hard to do in just two minutes. But spending just two minutes twice a day making sure they brush their teeth is easier and could help save them from a lifetime of tooth pain. For fun two-minute videos to watch while brushing, visit 2min2x.org. That's 2min2x.org. A message from the Partnership for Healthy Miles, Healthy Lives, and the Ag Council. Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to Klot. I hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months. I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PBA helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of America. Welcome back, everybody. 20 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock, the 17th of uh, September, 2016. And I want to tell you about Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing in Mesa. It's the only shop in Mesa that I recommend. I'm sure there's good shops in Mesa, but there's two reasons why they aren't on our list. Number one, they haven't applied, but some of them have applied and don't have the criteria necessary, like certified technicians and been in business for five years and clean better business bureau records, stuff like that. But you don't need to worry about that with Thompson's Auto Repair. They're on Main Street just east of Stapley. Brian and Thelma own the place. They're really good at what they do. They're really good people with their customers. And you hardly, well, I don't know if you'll find a single customer that doesn't think that Brian and his wife, Thelma, walk on water. They are just two of the nicest people I've ever met. And Brian sure makes, um, Compared to me, Brian is a saint and should have a a halo. But nevertheless, if you're in Mesa and you'd like to work with one of the oldest shops in Mesa, then Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is where you ought to go. Let's go to Jay. Jay, good morning to you. How can I help you this morning? Oh, Mr. Salem, Mr. Salem, how are you today? You know, I'm really good. But we're on a seven-second delay, and I want to uh, to tell Gil, Gil, keep your finger on that dump button because I smell trouble on the horizon. No way, buddy. No way. I just wanted to call. I got to tell you, I've been listening to you for years and years. We've been friends for a lot of years since 1978. And I got to tell you, you get more answers correct than you've ever gotten before. So obviously, you're you doing your homework. Holy what? mackerel. What's that? From you, that that means everything from you. Uh-huh. Yeah, well, that's good. That's good. Hey, but I do have a question for you. Okay. You ready for this one? So, I'm, I'm ready. 
Okay, good. So on the diesel, you know, the newer ones, you have to use the DES, correct? The diesel yes. exhaust fluid? Yes. Are there any of the new trucks that are going to be coming out that uh, you will not have to use the DES for the diesel? Have they cleaned those I up enough? I don't know of any. Okay. I don't know of any at all. They all say that this is for the long run. Ah. It's just if you have a super heavy duty, then you can get away with it. Right. Like You're going to have to get you – know, but, you know, we're still seeing the uh, the one tons, one and a half, um, two tons. We're still seeing the big ones with DEF um, particulate filters. Well, particulate filters as well as the necessary need for DEF. Do you know what DEF stands for? Diesel exhaust fluid, last I checked. It could be something different right? now. And, no, no. And you know what it is? I do. <laughs> I'm going to let you okay. explain it, that. It's, it's urea. It's urea. Urea is a fertilizer we use on our grass on our horse pastures. Uh-huh. And it's it's when you get uh, fertilizer at the at the um, at the store, you know how you get one that says 10, 12, 10? Well, right. that first number 10 is the top of the plant and that's what urea works and so the urea is 4100, that's what I buy. And they use urea and they put deionized water with it. And this is, by the way, at $4 a gallon. And then they use it, and they push it towards the catalytic converter. And just before the catalytic converter, there is a device that sprays the water to the left. And the urea, by this time, is dissolved. It's going to go straight into the catalytic converter. And it helps the catalytic converter be much more efficient. It knocks down the and, pressure, and you can you can grow grass in your catalytic converter and clean the air up. So should I just come by your uh, your place and pick up some and just pour that in there instead of the liquid? Can I use that? No, I, I have DEF for sale. Um, I sell it to most everybody for like three and a quarter a gallon. Your price, I'm going to give you the good guy price. Um, it's five dollars and ninety five cents a gallon. <laughs> okay, so so is your Dodge? Is it using DEF? Um, my doesn't because it's a twelve. Okay. And I bought it because that's the last year that they, they didn't use the diesel exhaust fluid. So I purposely bought a 12 so I didn't have to deal with that. But, Jay, i got to run on. But thank you very right. much for calling. It's good to see you. Jay and I have known one another since 1979. It's nice to hear from you. Luke, oh, no, Rosario. Luke, you stay there. Rosario, you're next. How can I help you? Yes, good morning, and thank you for taking my call. Uh, I have a 1989 Acura Legend which I okay. really love very much. And um, it's been giving me a problem. It's a stick shift, a six-cylinder, four-car, four-door capacity. Um, uh, when I shift from first to second, it's giving me a little bit of a hard time. When I shift to third, sometimes it pops right out to neutral. Uh, okay. And, it, and uh, I was just, I've taken it to a couple places, and they say it's the transmission. Or just by talking on the phone, they say it's the transmission. Um, okay. Is there a the reason why they're saying it's the the reason why they're saying it's the transmission is because when it pops out of any gear, it's typically just wear and tear on the forks that shift the collars. And so we we have to we use the fork and it's attached to your shifter and then the fork moves the collar forward or backward and when it wears out it doesn't put it all the way into third gear. But before we do that, here here's what I need you to do. You can't do it now, but I want you to practice this. I want to know 
let's say that the entire stroke of the clutch pedal, let's pretend it's six inches, okay? That's from the relaxed position all the way to the floor. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. I want the bottom, I want the clutch, when you let go of the clutch, I want you to let it go and, and kind of watch where the car first starts moving. I do not want you to push it to the floor, put it in first gear, and the very second, the very second you let go, you, you let the clutch pedal relax a little bit and you let it move up a little bit, I don't want the car to move there. I want that pedal to come up about an inch before the car moves. So before we do anything about this transmission that's going to cost a thousand or two thousand dollars, let's do two things. Let's make sure the clutch is in proper adjustment and let's uh -huh. change the fluid in the transmission. Doing well, those two things probably won't cost you a hundred dollars and that's a good way to start. Okay. And do you have a garage that you like now? So that was my next question. Is it because, well, being a woman, I, I find uh, I find that I, I feel that I've been taken many, many times, and um, I just would like somebody that's honest and dependable. Okay, where do you live? I live in Glendale. North okay, West. I want you to go to Mike's. Go to Mike's Auto Tech. Mm -hmm. Go to Mike's Auto Tech. He's very honest. Um, I've known him for years and years and years. Uh -huh. His mother is still alive, and she can still beat him up. So he respects <laughs> um, ladies. Okay. All righty. Thank you very much, Rosario. And uh, and 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 you can tell him. Mark Salem suggested that we check the clutch, clutch adjustment and maybe drain and refill the transmission. And he said it's about a hundred dollars. So would you would you agree with what he said? And would you agree with the price? And he'll let you know. Alrighty, um, let's see where we're at. You know what, um, Luke, we're going to take you, but I've only got about a minute and a half, and then I'm going to hold you till the next break, and then we'll finish up. So, Luke, let me have what you got. Okay. I, I, I want to be short and quick. Uh, the, it's a follow-up on the, on the fuel injectors. Now, there are some fluid in canisters that are being sold in Exxon or Chevron, and they say the fuel injectors cleaner. That question, that's my question, is that recommendable, number one? And number two, on the transmission uh, uh, pen, the drain pen, we do not have a drain hole as we do have it in the, uh, in the, in the, in the crankage pan. Why that? Why is that so? Thank you. Okay. Uh, I can answer, and answer the one real quick for you. They want you to pull the transmission pan. They don't want you to drain it. They want you to pull it because there's a filter in there, and we want to see what's in the bottom of the pan. What's in the bottom of the pan is very important. We don't want to see snap rings and bushings in there. We just want to see a little bit of clutch material. So when we come back, I'll answer the other question for you. So stay right there. We'll be back right after this. This is Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. Over the years, we've noticed we get two types of customers. One customer drives into our shop at the first sign of a problem, and the other waits until the vehicle breaks down and has to be towed in. The drivers who bring us their transmissions right away often catch the problem in the early stages while it's still a minor problem. The other customers push their vehicle so the minor problem becomes major. So if you're ignoring the signs that your transmission needs service, won't you stop by Quality Transmission Service today 
while you have the best chance of getting good news about the repair. The problem won't go away on its own. Find out for yourself why customers love us. Check out our listing on Mark Salem's website, Best Car Repair Shops in Phoenix. At Quality Transmission Service in Tempe, we'd love to make you our customer, but only you can choose which type of customer you'll be. Did you know Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs? Andy Val, the dad, and his sons, Tom and Paul, operate Rain Tree Auto Body in North Scottsdale. They've been around since 1972. Sure, they fix Kias and Hondas and Chevys and Fords, but they are rated the best for their ability to correctly repair the Mercedes-Benz. Remember, Rain Tree Auto Repair is ranked number one in the entire United States by Mercedes-Benz for their repairs. They have a machine called the Select Bench. It's the same jig they assemble your car on. Raintree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. Raintree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating, and they're also recommended by GarageFly. Raintree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and bodywork. They use the best glasseric paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RaintreeAutoBodyInc.com. I have a question for you. When it comes time, will you have enough money to retire? Hi, I'm Nick Fertucci, professional real estate investor and trainer. And if the answer to that is no, I can show you how to change that. Call now and get a free copy of my new DVD, Fortunes and Flipping, and learn about opportunities to wholesale and flip properties, whether you have good or bad credit or little to no money. I'll also show you how to out-invest inflation and take control of your financial future with my three-step system to find, fund, and flip that teaches you how to get in, get out, and get paid. I'll even show you how to get your retirement money invested in real estate and out of that risky stock market. Call 800-615-3039 now to get your free Fortunes in Flipping DVD. Call 800-615-3039 now and you'll also get free tickets to a live training workshop that includes a free meal, a smartphone watch, and USB drive loaded with Nick's powerful information as free gifts just for attending. Call 800-615-3039, 800-615-3039, call now. It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Thirty-four minutes after the hour, eleven o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here talking about cars every Saturday from ten to twelve. You're always welcome to chime in and ask a question if you want, or make a comment, like Jay did a few minutes ago, which was kind of nice. He's not normally that nice to me, but that was really nice. 
But we're going to go back to Luke real quick. And um, Luke, he had two questions. Luke wanted to know that uh, the fuel injection cleaner that you often see at full-serve and self-service gas stations and being marketed by the gasoline companies is uh, is a value. And he brought that up because I had said earlier in the show that I don't own a machine to flush fuel injectors, and I don't do that on a regular basis. So in, in your case, Luke, I'm, I'm going to hold firm to, to what I said. I use the the fuel injection flush additives for a diagnostic. Otherwise, I'll put those in a car that I'm having a tough time figuring out a small engine miss or a hesitation, and that will make it better, worse, or the same. If it's better or worse, I'm on the right track. But if after I treat this engine with two bottles of, of injector flush and it doesn't change it, then I'm not making any progress. I, I want you to know I'm a master technician, and I've been a master technician since the early 90s, and I've been in the auto repair industry for 37 years. And I want to tell you, I don't flush my injectors. I don't flush the cars I own. I don't flush my wife's or my daughter's or my son's. I don't flush my mother's or my father's. I don't flush anybody's injectors unless I'm going to do that for a symptom and a diagnostic. So I am not a fan of that, and I'll tell you why. The customer gets nothing out of it, 99 and a half times out of 100. And secondly, the only reason it's predominant is because it's a high profit task. We make a heck of a lot of money flushing your fuel injectors. Number two, you ask, how come we don't have a drain plug in the transmission pan? Yes. Uh, that's easy to answer, is we want to take the pan off. We have to replace the filter anyway. And we want to see what's in the bottom of the pan. What's normally in the bottom of the pan is two or three of little piles, like little mountains that are maybe a half an inch tall or less, of a black substance, which is called clutch material. That's normal. We expect to see that. But also, if your car's leaking oil or burning oil, we'll put a 40 weight in it to kind of slow that down a little bit. Transmission fluid will leak when others won't. So if we put a drain plug in there, I would be against that because that would create an oil leak in probably 50% of the cars out there, and somebody would have to fix it. And because the pan is a completely different design than the oil pan, that means we'd have to replace a lot of pans to fix the leak. So if we want to change the fluid, we can do that without pulling the pan, and we can do that without a drain in the pan because we have flush machines that do that. So we're going to we're going to take out your old stuff and put in new stuff, and we don't need to even drop the pan for that. So that's kind of, did you have any other follow-up questions? Well, following uh, the question on this uh, uh, transmission fluid pan, um, uh, if, if, if I do that myself, which I know I, how to do it, do you recommend that, you know, to take that pan off, you know, drain it and take the filter off and put that, uh, back all together again, or is it more recommendable to take it to the shop and use that machine to to suck you know the the, the fluid without opening the pan? What is okay. recommendation That's, on that? Mine is really simple and it's really based on what's best for you, Luke. I think, depending on the transmission and the year of the car, we're gonna. The first thing we're going to do at the 30 or 60,000 mile mark is we're going to pull the pan, we're going to make sure the transmission's okay, and we're going to replace the filter. That that means we're going to do three of the 10 quarts. Let me use, use those numbers for, for the ease of, of, of argument. 
Then the next time you need, whether it's 60,000 or 120,000, I want to flush the transmission and I'm leaving the filter there. I want to do the filter first because the transmission is going to shed the most metal and the most clutch material when it's brand new. So at 30 or 50 or 60,000, whatever you decide, I want to do the filter in three quarts. Then 30 or 50 or 60,000 miles later, I want to flush it. And then I want to go back and forth, back and forth. So I want to flush it, then do the filter. Flush it, then do the filter. When I flush it, I'm going to use 10 or 12 quarts of fluid, but I'm not going to do the filter. I'm just going to flush it using new fluid. So that's what I think. I think you're best served by going back and forth between the two, and it costs about the same amount of money. So to do the filter and the three quarts, that's labor intensive. Then to do the 10 quarts and the flush, that's labor intensive. They're both somewhere around $200. So that's a good deal. All righty. Luke, thank you very much. Those are good questions. Let's see where we let's go to Bill real quick. Bill, let's get your question real quick. Um, I have an 01 Land Rover Discovery. It's in excellent condition, 75,000 miles. And the driver's side head gasket is leaking coolant to the exterior of the engine. And my question is, is that something your shop would be interested in repairing for me? Um, I, I can repair it for nothing. Uh, I'll do it for $35. Sweet. So here's here's what I have to offer you. We have found a stop leak that works like nothing else in my 37 years has ever worked. You wow. have to absolutely, absolutely follow the directions exactly the way they're written. But my my lead technician, Eddie Caruso, has been with me almost that whole time. He bought a car, uh, I think it was a Lexus, and <laughs> after he bought it, he didn't check it out first. After he buys it, he finds out it's got a head gasket leak. So he tries, you know, stop leak number one, stop leak number two, stop leak number three. Then he comes across this stop leak, and he says, I'm going to try this. Three years later, he's still driving that car. He goes back and forth to Albuquerque, and... um He's still driving that car three years later, and he lives 55 miles from my shop to his house. So he drives 110 miles a day, and it it is. And so it's like, I think the the stop leak's like 30 bucks. And if you want us to install it, because we know how to do that really well, it's about a half an hour's worth of time, and we're at 118 an hour. So you can figure out that. But or if you want to just buy a bottle, then just send me an email, and I'll send you. I'll tell you the couple of places that sell it. But okay. um, I want to tell you something. It is stunning. It is stunning. Thank you for calling. And uh, my email, in case you want to get a hold of me, is mark at marksalem.com. Mark with a K at marksalem.com. And Salem is spelled like the cigarettes. When we come back, Aaron, you're going to be our first caller, I promise. We'll be right back right after this. Hello. I'm Bob Jones, owner of Quality Transmission Service in Tempe. As a kid, I was a Boy Scout, which taught me to live my life by honest principles. Through hard work and dedication to those principles, I earned the rank of Eagle Scout. I started Quality Transmission in 1977 and set out to build the most honest and trusted transmission shop in the area. In 2003, Quality Transmission was given the first Business Ethics Award from the local Better Business Bureau and was presented to me by Steve Forbes of Forbes Magazine. No other transmission shop in the state has earned this award. Quality Transmission is also a charter member of Mark Salem's Best Auto Repair Shops in Phoenix, and we are one of only two transmission shops in the Valley 
that are AAA-approved auto repair facilities. I ran quality transmission using the principles I learned as a Boy Scout, which means that you can trust us to tell it like it is when you bring your car or truck to quality transmission in Tempe. You have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Auto was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online. They're proud of their A-plus rating. They have ASE certified technicians. They can fix anything with a steering wheel. Thunderbird Auto offers a free cursory inspection, the same as some charge $49 for. They offer a two-year, 24,000-mile warranty on parts and labor anywhere in the country. If you live in the Northwest area, you have two Thunderbird Autos to choose from. One at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria, just west of the 101. And one at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise. That's just south of Grand Avenue. For more information, see ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. That's ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Visit them at 88th Avenue and Thunderbird in Peoria and at Mountain View and Reams Road in Surprise, just south of Grand Avenue. ThunderbirdAutomotive.com. Tune in to Cox 7 every Thursday night during football season to catch the high school football game of the week. There's no love lost in this Thursday's West Side rivalry game between the Westview Knights and the Centennial Coyotes. It promises to be a physical game with neither team giving an inch. Want a front row seat? Don't miss the 35th televised season of high school football on Cox 7. See it all Thursday night at 7 on the Cox 7 High School Game of the Week. Every 20 seconds, another kid drops out of school. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. And the difference between a dropout and a graduate could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Patriot app tip number four. Want your voice heard? Email or leave a voice message straight from your Patriot app. Just open it up, click the upper left-hand corner, and select email or talk back. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Patriot app tip number one. Not only is the Patriot app great for streaming our live programs, you can access all Patriot podcasts. Click on the upper left-hand corner and select podcasts to find all our great weekday and weekend programs. Download the Patriot app at your app store today. Well, welcome back, everybody. 45 minutes after the hour of 11 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and we're talking about car and car repair problems, and I'm going to talk real fast so I can get my business done. IMM Auto Service is at I-7. Actually, he's on the confluence of the 202 and the 101, so he's south of the 202 and west of the 101. What's so special about IMM Auto Service? Well, they work on cars that the rest of us run and hide. So if you have a Swedish, Italian, or Asian vehicle, and those are specifically Volvo, Saab, Fiat, and Alfa Romeo, when those pull on the parking lot, most of us get indigestion. Most of us recognize they're hard to fix, parts are hard to come by, and they're just very difficult cars. On a 1 to 10, they could be a 12, where a Chevy or a Ford might be a 6. So... Those are the kind of cars they work on. Now, IMM works on all kinds of cars. So if you have a Volvo in your driveway and you have a Chevy in your driveway, they'll work on both of them. But they really shine on Volvo, Saab, Alfa, Alfa Romeo, and Fiat. So, again, they've been around since 1972. That's IMM Auto Service in Northeast Tempe. Aaron, 
Good morning to you. How can I help you today? Hey, Mark. Love the show. Uh, I've got a 2014 Infiniti Q70 with a uh, 5.6 V8. Of course, it's got an automatic transmission. Um, And I checked with the dealership where I bought it, and I asked them, uh, when do you do the transmission? And I said, do you do the filter on the first change or just suck out the fluid? And he politely told me that there is no uh, transmission filter for that car. Um, All we do is take out the fluid. Could you verify that? That, Yes, that does happen, but I want to default to your owner's manual. I want you to open up your owner's manual and see what the service interval says, because here's what the problem with what you're telling me. Now, I've been wrong before, so I could be wrong now, but your owner's manual clear this up. If the transmission is sealed, then it typically doesn't have a filter. Typically. Some of them do, some of them don't. But the overwhelming majority don't. So if the transmission is sealed, it has a, usually has a 100,000-mile service interval, so you don't touch it. So all you're going to do, and do, and when you do touch it, you're going to suck and push new fluid in. Suck out the old, push in new. So that's a difficult scenario on a lot of cars. If it has a filter then there's typically a service interval for the filter and the fluid. But if it's a sealed transmission, it'll be the first one that I've ever seen that calls for something in the 3060 range because the sealed transmission, the big marketing part of a sealed transmission is you don't have to touch it for 100,000 miles. So I want you to go on your owner's manual, and I want you to find the maintenance schedule, and I want you to look at transmissions, and I want you to follow whatever the manual says. Okay. Uh, appreciate that. Have a great right. day. Good luck to you. Thank you, Aaron. Thank you very much. Bob, you're up next. How are you today? Good. How are you doing, Mark? I'm doing good. Thank you. I uh, happen to be a landscaper for over 40 years, so I'm dragging knuckles like you are. Uh, good. good. The NPK you were discussing, uh, the N stands for nitrogen. That's what uh, that little that's melting and spraying into the catalytic converter. Yes, yes, uh, the, the the 41 number is nitrogen, yes? Yes. The other okay. is phosphorus and potassium. Uh, okay. Anyway, I, I don't know if that made any difference to you with uh, what nitrogen would do, but um, it, it's ammonia. That's all it is. It's, you pee it every day. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's but all it is. But the problem with your hypothesis is when my wife makes me go out and write my name in the grass, usually it kills the grass. Well, that's why I was curious about your uh, high number on your urea, because generally if you get straight ammonia sulfate, that's all it is, is nitrogen or phosphate. Uh, Uh And a high number, unless you dilute it and get out there with a hose and she hoses you down right away, uh, it will, in fact, burn. I can answer your question. You're right. You're you're absolutely yeah. right. It, I don't use it in that environment, and let me tell you why. I am blessed because all my horse pastures are flood irrigation. There you so go. So we will, they, we would disseminate the 4100 I buy in the green bags, and we'll disseminate it all over, and then I'll put six inches of water on it within a half an hour. That's the idea. And, and so. Now, let me tell you, you're exactly right, and I'll tell you why I know that. Up at the ranch, I know my that. wife says, can you... You make the grass greener? And I said, yeah, I can. So I threw a bunch of ammonia sulfate on it. I turned on the sprinkler systems, and I burned the grass beyond belief. 
and she is yep. mad at me because we haven't had green grass up at the ranch this year. So I did learn a lesson. I wish you would have called earlier. <laughs> yeah, well, you have you have two different things going on. If you're high elevation, you're running what is our what's called our winter grass here. It's probably a high uh, perennial uh, fescue rye of some sort. And what takes uh-huh. place is you'll notice uh, where people walk their dogs in the wintertime, you'll see dead spots, and the grass is about six inches uh, around the leech line. Yes. Yeah, so you'll see all these little tufts, and that's exactly what's happened. The immediate concentration kills the grass, but then it'll leach out, and then it'll feed immediately right around it a few inches. That's why you see all these little uh, tufts of green grass. Anyway. That, you're uh, exactly right. Yeah, I, I I know as much about landscaping as you know about cars. Well, do, you know what? Do you give me? I'm going to ask you a question. Give me the name of the grass. What should I plant for the winter time? Are you talking about down in the valley? No, Payson. Well, the winter time, it you're talking about. Uh, you can hang in there with your perennial rye, or a fescue. Okay. Um, Okay. But they will, they'll, because they will withstand a certain amount of snow. And uh, some of your blue blue grasses, uh, like they have back east and stuff, uh, you'll even see them okay. green underneath underneath snow patches. But if you okay. get hard frost and it, and it you know, rain and a frost, it'll knock it back just like anything else. And, but it won't kill it. It'll lay there uh, and be actually considered a perennial. Okay. So should I? Okay. Should I throw seed of perennial rye every year, and if so, what month should I do that? Well, you have to get into a, a, a temperature ratio in the the ground temperature somewhere near seventy. Okay. For it to okay. for it to germinate, uh, you'll right. see yeah, right. whatever whatever springtime is up up north. Uh, you know, most of my work was always done in uh, down here in the valley or areas like San Diego. So it's a little bit different than up north, but uh, uh, as far as the time of the year when it actually takes off. Um, okay. We have a shorter wi- so, shorter window down here. All right. So what I hear you saying is, is, Mark, when it gets to be about 70 degrees, you can throw some perennial rye grass seed down. That's the time to do it. And you could, now, should I do that at the beginning of the summer or the beginning of the winter? Oh no, uh, I wouldn't put it before uh, now because you're, it will freeze your seed. Okay. Okay. You're up in Payson right. area where it's hot or cold. Yes. I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, it's it'll, 39 it'll, this morning. Yeah. See, it's already getting to the point where everything's starting to go dormant up there, and you're starting to see color in the leaves and stuff like that. So everything's heading south. Okay. All right. Um, okay, you've helped me beyond belief. Thank you very much for that. Thank you for that information. I've often wanted to talk to a landscaper. It's just that I've never had the opportunity. So thank you very, very much. Let's go to Tony real quick. Tony, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, Mark. Um, I got a uh, Toyota, 2006 Toyota Sienna van. It's got about 130,000 miles on it. Um, yesterday, I noticed uh, when I drove it, it's my wife's van, when I drove it for her, um, the airbag light is flashing. Okay. The the airbag light flashing typically means that the airbag control module has lost sight of one of the airbags. Because of your mileage, 
I'm going to guess that the clock spring in your steering underneath your steering wheel is bad. And I'll bet you that if you play around with that steering wheel and cycle the key on and off, and if you at night when you park the car, park the steering wheel in a different place, and then don't touch the steering wheel and start it up and wait and see if the light goes out or doesn't. Now, if you find out that if I park it at three o'clock and the light and then I start it up, I don't touch the steering wheel. I start it up in the morning and I wait the uh, obligatory 60 seconds. The light doesn't come on. But if I park it at nine o'clock, then the light comes on every morning. You have just diagnosed the clock spring underneath the steering wheel. And so you can go in and just tell them what you did. If I park it here, I don't have the light in the morning. If I park it here, I have the light in the morning. You see, this clock spring is a, a flexible uh, amount of wire so that we can connect your spinning steering wheel to a place that doesn't move. So that that's called a clock spring. And, and that's the most predominant thing that causes the airbag light to come on or to flash, especially and I listened carefully. You said 130,000 miles. Yep. So um, I don't know how much that's going to cost, but I'm going to guess that uh, probably $150, give or take 100 bucks. I just don't know how much the part is. Okay. Great. I'll give that Alrighty. a shot. Thank you very much. Thank sir. you very much. All right. Airbag light on. And what'd you say? Bob? Bob, good morning yeah. to you. How can I help you? Uh, this is Bob the Landscaper. I also have yes. a question about my own vehicle. That was the reason. Really. Okay. okay. Sorry about okay. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, I'm kind of old busted up with arthritis, and I used to work on all my trucks and everything for years myself, and I had a good lands or a good mechanic. Uh, I'm driving, of all things, a Subaru Outback okay. 2008. Uh, it was all under warranty for about seven years, and I had a great, service uh, uh, tech who diagnosed things properly and was a square shooter. He was actually a mechanic himself. What, okay, okay. He is reti he's retired, and now I'm dealing with guys that I have vehicles older than they are. Okay. i, I got to go quick, though. What, can what you part work, of town do you live can you in? Work, well, I'm on, on about 7th Street and Bell. Okay. I want you to try Kelly Clark at 40th Street and Bell. Just try him. He can work on Subarus, huh? Yeah, your Subaru is no different than a Toyota or a Honda. They all have spark okay. and fuel, and they all deliver it the same way. The only difference in your Subaru is, is how we get them front axles out and how we do clutches. They're a little bit more difficult than the average bear, and they don't like to be overheated. But I'm, I'm happy to do your work at Warner and I-10. But before you drive that far, may I suggest you just try Kelly Clark at 40th Street and Bell. He's a good guy, and they'll and and you know what else? They'll tell you if they can't or won't do a good job. So they'll say to you, "You are better served by this shop down the street because this is beyond our capabilities." That's what's nice about Kelly Clark is they'll raise their hand and say, "We aren't the best guy," but. Along with that goes some kind of an endorsement of another shop, and all of us do it. I mean, if you 
come to me and you have a particular problem about a car, then um, I, if I'm not the best guy, we're going to tell you who is. Like we don't do upholstery work or paint and body work or any of that kind of stuff. Good. Anyway, Bob, i got to move on, but thank you very much. Larry Harker's Auto Repair is at 38th Avenue in Indian School, and what's best about Larry Harker's Auto Repair is he's been around since 1967, and Bob is one of the best diagnosticians I've ever met in my life. That guy can diagnose anything on any car. He has the tenacity of a bulldog. So he's got good, fast, and affordable services. He does auto electrical work, brake service, auto emissions, vehicle maintenance, clutches, heavy line. He does all that kind of stuff. But if you have a particular problem and you live near 38th Avenue and Indian School, then you really need to go see Bob at Larry Harker's Auto. Until then, God bless you. Wear your seatbelt. If you want to continue the conversation, mark at MarkSalem.com, mark at MarkSalem.com. And I'll see you next Saturday right here on KKNT, and we start at 10 o'clock. I'll see you then.